You're listening to a Sinister Sips Sinisode. Grab a drink if you can, sit back and enjoy. Hey, and welcome back to Sinister Sips. We got a little bit of a different type of episode today. I will have a guest on, and we're going to play a little game. We'll call it uh, Truth or Fiction. So I'm going to tell you all a few different stories while we sip on our drinks here. Um, My guest is going to try to guess which one he feels is the, um, not necessarily true story, but the one that comes from a legit article. Because they all come from articles, but some of them are fake. So we'll see how that goes. He actually does know one of the stories, so, um, you know, I I won't let him give that away. Okay, so just follow along with the story, see what you think sounds legit, what doesn't. They're all three very interesting. I think it'll be a hard guess for him between the two that he doesn't know about. So with that being said, I would like to welcome my guest on for the day. If you listen to the the last podcast that I had with my co-host, Caitlin, You've heard us mention my cousin Dylan before. Uh, if not, then that's new to you. So here he is. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure this will be a pretty silly, joking, more of a fun episode, not so serious, just to kind of split them up a little bit. So let's hop to it. The first story I've got here. This is an article from February 21st, 2020 in Butte, Montana. In Butte, Montana, there is a little shop well-known to residents as well as travelers called Shep's Goods. Shep Arnold has been running his store for the last 35 years. Well, over time, it's become sort of a cult following for his distinctive jerky. And I'm sure Dylan already knows that this is the story that he's heard before. Because when I read it, I just had to tell him about it. So... Most everyone who visited Butte would stop to get some of the jerky because, like I said, it was very well known. Well, an executive came to town named Jack Lynx. He was staying in Butte for a family event. So he decided he's going to go get some of this jerky, take it back home with him, and figure out, what are you making this jerky out of? Why does everyone go crazy for this jerky? Dun, dun, dun. So he does that, takes it back with him, has some scientists run several different tests on it in hopes to decipher the ingredients. What they didn't expect to discover was that the jerky wasn't actually made of cow meat. Can anyone guess what it might have been made of? Sheep, rabbit, dog, cat, squirrel, squirrel, horse. Hmm. Nope, it was made of human. So 72-year-old Shep Arnold has been arrested for selling dehydrated human meat, a.k.a. jerky, in his general store, Shep's Goods. The story is that once a year in the summer, Shep would hire a new helper for his store because he says, quote, summer is a busy time and I can use the extra help for a few months. Well, what he neglected to say but was later found out by authorities was that three of the men who had previously worked for him had been reported as missing. 
While locked up, authorities hope to connect the missing men's DNA extracted from the jerky to known samples of missing men. And that's story number one. Hmm. Is that the true article? Is that something made up? Who knows? Story number two takes place in Dallas, Texas. There's a man named Wayne Gibbons who lives in Dallas or lived in Dallas with his wife for 40 years. Well, his wife Peggy passed away and Wayne turned to drinking a fifth of Jack Daniels every day. It happens. I mean, we all deal with grief in our own way. Relatable. (laughs) So she had passed away in their bed. Well, poor old Wayne just could not bring himself to go in there. So weeks passed and he never went in. He would tell the neighbors that she was very ill and to pray for her. Afraid that he might be a suspect of his wife's passing, he did nothing. So, one day, while collecting the mail, which had included Peggy's disability checks, Wayne couldn't let that money go to waste. He decided to start depositing her checks using her phone, as if she was doing it. Soon, Wayne gathered up the courage to take a look at his deceased wife. It had been so long, we're talking years, that she had mummified. And he seemed almost pleased at this. So, he started to dress her up in different ways and put her in different places of the house, like the living room recliner, so that people could see she was still around. Eventually, Wayne got comfortable with the new Peggy and would even bring her into the bed at night. If Peggy had still been alive, she would have been eligible to collect Social Security checks. Well, this was Wayne's downfall. He applied for the benefits, but he wasn't counting on a phone interview. So, pretending to be Peggy on the phone, he believed he had everyone fooled. What he didn't count on was that his performance was so bad that the operator called the authorities to do a welfare checks on Miss Gibbons. Turns out, Wayne makes a terrible woman voice. So, upon arrival, authorities were met with Wayne at the door, and he assured him everything was fine. No need to worry. Wayne pointed to the front window where Peggy was watching her programs. The police wanted to talk to Peggy themselves, but Wayne said that she was feeling sick and might have the COVID-19. One of the officers noted that Peggy was stationary and had not moved since they had arrived. Authorities pried harder, and Wayne eventually gave in. He recounted the story to the stunned officers. Quote, I've seen some crazy shit over the years, but old Wayne here is a whole other kind of twisted. I'm pretty sure he was having relations with her as well, one officer said. Wayne was immediately brought into custody on desecration of a dead body, and collecting disability checks illegally. The district attorney's office is still compiling evidence for this case, and it is likely that more charges will be filed. Mm. Yeah, I imagine like this crusty stick that he's like carrying (laughs) around, like putting a dress on. It reminds me of um, Ed Gein, 
you know. But sticks and like, cause he did more. He did worse. Like, I guess at least he's not at digging least up Peggy the grave, was watching though. TV. And like, <laughs> he literally watched TV. What gave it away? Oh yeah, she sat there for ten minutes and didn't blink the whole time. <laughs> I think she. Breathed. That's what I'm wondering. It's like, was you know, was she facing towards the window where they could actually see her face, or was it more of like the back of her head? Like maybe she's asleep. You know, whatever. But. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> in the wheelchair. <laughs> Literally, Peggy. <laughs> Poor Peggy. All right, last story, and then we'll get to discussing the three and see which one Dylan thinks is the true story. 2011, the Ammons family moved into a rental house on Carolina Street in Gary, Indianapolis. A quiet lane lined with small one-story homes. Well, huge flies started to swarm their screened-in porch in December, one month later, despite the winter chill. Quote, this is not normal, said Ammon's mother, Rosa Campbell. Quote, we killed them and killed them, but they just kept coming back. Other strange things happened as well. They said after midnight, Campbell and Ammons would both occasionally hear steady clumps of, like, footsteps or so they described in the basement stairs and the creak of the door opening between the basement and kitchen, but no one was there. So Ammons took advice from a clairvoyant. Her and a friend burned sage in the home and sulfur as they read Psalm 91. She claimed nothing odd happened for about three days. Then things got worse. She said that's when the demons possessed her seven, nine, and 12-year-old kids. Their eyes bulged, had evil smiles, and voices deepened every time something happened to them. The youngest boy, age seven, would sit in a closet talking to a boy that wasn't there. Describing, He said that the boy was describing what it felt like to be killed. Campbell said that the seven-year-old once flew out of the bathroom as if he'd been thrown and a headboard once smacked into Ammon's daughter, causing her to have a wound that required stitches. Mm. Sounds pretty creepy. The Indianapolis Star published a lengthy report on the family terrorized by three children allegedly possessed by demons. The account of Latoya Ammons and her family tells disturbing stories of their children even climbing walls getting thrown across rooms, threatening doctors in unnatural voices. Sounds like something straight out of a movie or a work of fantasy. One of the more chilling sections of reports talks about the nine-year-old. According to Washington's original DCS report and the account collaborated by Miss Walker, who was a nurse, the nine-year-old had a really strange grin while speaking with one of the doctors. Suddenly, the child walked backward up a wall onto the ceiling. <laughs> I can't give a straight face for this one. <laughs> Medical staff said that the youngest boy was then lifted and thrown into a wall with no one touching him. So he got on the wall, got off the wall, got thrown against I the wall. I guess so, I guess so. He's just all over that room. 
Another segment of the piece reads that the 12-year-old, um, her daughter, would later tell mental health professionals that she sometimes felt as if she were being choked and held down and she couldn't speak or move. She said she heard a voice say that she would never see her family again and wouldn't live another 20 minutes. Ammon sought out a priest to perform an exorcism on her. Once she finally found one that agreed, they, he performed several exorcisms on her. $50 a pop. <laughs> and eventually they moved out of the home. That was when the family was able to return to normal. So was the house haunted? Were the kids possessed by demons? Or were they just bad siblings? <laughs> well, there was also a little bit in the report of... Um, supposedly they were taken away for a while because they thought the mom was just treating them bad and that's why they were talking and saying all this stuff but do they act better you know when they were taken away doesn't say mm. 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 these articles are very limited but mm-hmm. chilling one page so somewhere in the google nowhere like <laughs> So which one of these stories do we believe? Is there a man in Butte, Montana making jerky out of humans? Is there a man in Dallas that just let his wife sit for years and mummify so he could dress her up later and, you know, have dinner with her, whatever? Or was Miss Ammon's three children possessed by demons and walking on the ceiling? What do you think? Any video. What's your take on each story the believable parts maybe the unbelievable parts your take so like the most unbelievable i thought was the kids walking up the wall getting thrown in the wall like flip-flopping and like medical staff was the doctor report and did nurses see this because i need more like Mm -hmm. i feel like Mm -hmm. this would be a bigger thing to me because i'm just like okay no kids just gonna be jumping around i could get kids jumping around the walls but like literally getting thrown walking up the wall and then on the ceiling so two of these stories are false reports and one is a true report so what do you think about the man jerky so how much jerky can you make out of three people? Because if it was only three, mm, like one like, every summer, but only see, three had been reported oh, as missing. Okay, see that was I was also wondering too. I'm like, how do these people get these jobs and uh, not tell anybody, and then they disappear after they work for the summer for this guy and they're never seen again, and nobody asked questions for how many years? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How good of a talker is this Wayne? Because mm. he must have some good southern. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I guess it would have to be northern. It's Montana. Okay, well, he's a southern, northern, northern Montana man, and he's got very uh, good hospitality and charm, because if he can do this for how many years without getting caught? 35 years. Yeah, like, if you got 35 years of sweet talking, the fucking police... Um, I don't know if I can like, you know, like, but, like, you're doing something. For, he had to figure it out, but I guess when you get 35 years of it, you slip after something. You think you're pretty good at it. I mean, I would say, but I feel like 35 people getting made into jerky is, like, not going to be in the middle of nowhere Google. That would be a big, that's a big, uh, bigger thing, I would think. It is a small town in Montana, so who knows what news coverage they actually release, so you know? Who knows really what goes on in that? Montana? I don't, I don't think I ever hear any news stories coming from Montana. Well, I know somebody that's in Montana right now, but like... That's true. true. We do. So, okay, and then the mummified remains. Good old Peggy, Peggy little scraggly leggly. Like... (laughs) I'm gonna have to post a picture of the Spongebob 
Yeah, little Peggy. In the, in the wheelchair. Poor Peggy. R.I.P. But I'm imagining him, like, dressing her up, doing wigs on her, like, having to do something to make her look normal in the... Because he can't just set her in the window. What is he just like, oh, here she is for eight <laughs> hours, not moving, literally, like... She didn't. Mm-hmm. I never saw her get a drink, you know, like. like <laughs> She's thirsty. Give that like, girl a drink. She's been there for eight hours and she hasn't done nothing. Like I don't know. Like that just sounds. And it's in the middle of Dallas, so I believe it. So it's like, but any of these stories, I feel like could have taken place in Florida. So it's like, <laughs> like I can't wait to hear some stories about Florida. Cause I, I thought can about only, it. Yeah. I can only imagine. So, but uh, yeah, these three. I mean. So you think the mummified remains? I don't know. I don't know. So far, that's the only one that's more plausibly small because it's like you can't kill 35 people and you can't have like three kids possessed and all of a sudden we move out and everything's good. What kind of paranormal activity is like going on? So, Mm. What do you guys think? We'll have to have you comment if you follow the Instagram page, which one you really believe to be the true article. I wouldn't say true story, but I mean, who knows? We weren't there. We don't know. But the only one of these three stories that was a legit article is... We'll tell you right after this break. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. So... You ready to find out the true story or the true article, the legit article, who knows if it's true, would be the exorcism in Indiana. That was the true one? That was the true one. I need the reports. (laughs) I need the tapes and the recordings. I need to know the actual details because that was the most I'm like okay what kids literally I'm just imagining some kids throwing themselves against the wall and I'm like okay the siblings you got three kids together one's gonna be choking one of course like, <laughs> one's gonna be bullying they're gonna be saying all this and like lying about oh I don't know it was, it was Casper like that's who's doing it. Casper threw me against the wall <laughs> Casper's so choking me <laughs> like what did that one say you're gonna die in 20 minutes how often does she hear that is mm-hmm. she like 3am you're gonna die Mm-hmm. wake up like I just can't like how I just need more details because it just sounds and they moved out and it's fine yep. okay please all's, she got her kids back all's back well she normal. had them the whole time oh no she just she, she got them taken away they took right? them away for a few months because they thought that her, the mother was just unfit and that's well, why do the kids remember anything is my question too mm-hmm. like were you possessed and you come out and you're like normal or are you the whole time like yeah I just got thrown against the wall like for three months exactly. of my life like yeah like I might have, like, six concussions, but, like, it's cool. But, like, mm-hmm. and then the doctor, you think the doctor would have been like, yeah, I'm quit. This kid literally was on the ceiling. Like, he went up the ceiling, cussed me out, looking at me Flipped from over me. Like, no. Yeah. Yep, that, that is the legit article. So. I feel like the Dallas one was more believable. Though. I did, too. Like, <laughs> I did. And the jerky one. I, mean, I felt like they were both like, more believable than this could, one, but. Could you imagine, like human jerky that's just like i want to say i've heard a story about that before well, there's cannibals i mean everywhere. Yes. like i'm sure there's but like the, also the one about peggy i was like reading a book one time and uh it was going like pretty similar and then all of a sudden it was like mom found corpse for years and dressing her up i was like nope never mind like mm-hmm. this is going a whole different mm-hmm. way so yeah well that's it for today's episode i hope y'all enjoyed the true or fiction stories 
little Sinisode we got here. Sinister Sunday. It is. Enjoy your Sinister Sunday. Have a drink if you can. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Later, Gators.